Hey everybody, we're a weird ass team. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. How's it going? That's Kevin. What's going on? That was a good intro. I like it. Thank yeah. you. I think it's very applicable to this episode and this podcast and this podcast. <laughs> That's true. And really, just our lives. Uh, Tommy, what's our topic today? Uh, we're talking about the people, uh, what they think of that weird ass team, the teams that what they think about the weird ass teams. Exactly. Teams that are not the. Mighty I don't Ducks. think that was a very clear explanation. <laughs> we're talking about the lesser <laughs> opponents. Of the Ducks, so throw out the Varsity, throw out Iceland, throw out the Hawks, everyone else, fair play. And when you step into it, first game is against, well, the first game is against the Hawks, obviously. And then they go and they play the Jets. And at this point, they're still District 5. They're still losing by a lot. So my question is, do... Does anybody really realize that the District 5 has this new coach that's trying to, like, change things? I think they might realize it because they're taking a lot of dives against the Jets. That's what they're doing. And, if, like, if, hey, if I'm, like, the Jets coach, I'm like, this is ridiculous. And, like, the Jets players, even they might be, even though there might be 12, be like, yeah, we're beating the shit out of this team. They might be like, this isn't really that much fun. Like, what's up with this, this new team? How come they're not even trying? They're and just like, and why don't they have an actual team name? Like, why is that not like not a bigger deal to more people? Why yeah, they, they, just they can't district just five. They can't just call themselves the you know stars or the, the Panthers. Yeah, the Tigers. Just pick a random NHL team name and call yourself that. I think that's just poor coaching. I think that the rest of the league had to know something was up because you figure they like talk to each other, you know, at the games and whatnot. And the last coach had a heart attack, so I feel like that'd be a big deal. That'd be big but, in that uh, in the hockey news paper too that at least yeah. at least a blurb it's maybe yeah. a brief was there a moment of silence was there ever a moment of silence or anything for for said coach i don't think so unless they didn't show it they might have not shown it but mm. so he has this heart attack and how many games goes by between then and when gordon shows up do any are they are they playing any games without a coach at all well wasn't jesse's dad Coaching in, well, in the interim? He I, was when Gordon like temporarily though. wanted to quit. Oh. It was after like things were losers, never should have been born, and said he was going to tear it over to t- Jesse and Terry's dad. Yeah. Can, yeah, can you imagine that team like without any sort of coach <laughs> like trying to police themselves? Goldberg trying to run drills. Like, like... Carp out there showing off. <laughs> Carp can barely <laughs> breathe on his own. <laughs> Shout out, Carp. I feel like the league would have... Force somebody to be a coach or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I guess they forced uh, Gordon. I guess it maybe it happened at the right time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The league was like, we need a convict to come in and coach these young children and yeah. teach them about life. <laughs> <laughs> so, back on topic. We go to the Cardinals game, and they change into the Ducks' jerseys, but at this point, they're still D5. Like, they changed right before that game. And the Cardinals, we do see a little reaction, like, what the hell was that when they started quacking and the kids are like, what a weird-ass team. Throwing the football around to get Fulton comfortable on the ice. I'm not against that drill because he's Gordon's all about like communication and stuff like that and like talk to each other, which is like a big thing when you're little. Sure. So a lot of, a lot of teams don't do that when they're young. So I'm not against that drill, although it's weird for a warm-up before a game. And also Fulton at the time is like 17. <laughs> Nobody knows that, though. Keep that on the DL. So the Cardinals, we see they're kind of confused, but 
I mean, what's their overall reaction to this? They're like, oh, this team's got new uniforms. But, I mean, they still have to assume they're going to kick the shit out of them, right? I don't know. Maybe they're a little bit psyched out, especially if they... Because they saw Fulton warming up, too. So, they might have thought, oh, man, like, they got this ringer. What else is different about this team? And so, I think it might have gotten into their heads, and that probably led to uh, the tie eventually. Because, I mean, Cardinals only scored two goals. I mean, Goldberg, after, what, a week of practice, he's suddenly good. <laughs> no. You know... Yeah, so See, I, I think I think it had little to no effect, but but that for for different reasons, or I guess for the similar reasons, led to the tie. Like they saw it and they were like, "Ah, this stupid fucking team! They oh, they just got new jerseys. Oh yeah, we're gonna kick the shit out of them." And they got cocky. Oh, that's and a good then, point. Oh, you know, you know, so and that kind of led to the tie. Do you think the their opposing coach of the Cardinals is like? Hey, they may have new jerseys, but they're like the same shit players underneath the jerseys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's probably talking trash. He's like, this Fulton kid can't even skate. Look at the dumbass. Yeah. They're playing yeah. football. They're throwing a football yeah. around. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just how embarrassing has it to be to like the Cardinals to go in and tie the absolute worst team? I, they, I think they, they lost every game coming into that game. Like, how, how, what, what do you think their coach did as like a punishment for that? How many? Oh, I mean, they skated the entire practice. That next practice, they just skated. Just no pucks at all. Like miracle style? Yeah, just again. All right. Yeah. I bet when they, like, on school on Monday or whatever, everyone was just dogging on them. Like, how'd you lose to District 5? Yeah. No one has ever lost to them. Or, like, they didn't lose. Or how did you tie? A tie is as good as a loss to District 5. If you're tying District 5, because, like, their previous best game, they only lost 5 nothing. Yeah. It's like... And even then, I bet the team that beat them 5 nothing was like, damn, how did we only beat them 5 nothing?" And here the Cardinals are. They're tying. Do you think after that, the Cardinals coach like went out there and tried to find himself a ringer? He's like, oh, shit, we, I mean, we obviously need something here. So you think he's scrambling, looking on the football field, looking on, you know. Mm, I don't know. I making think... use of his mailbox, you know, to try to get a, a kid in from another district. Yeah, I don't know if he has Hans pushing him, though, to look at the redrawn district lines that apparently no one knows about. So I think he just kind of tries to regroup, but that might have been the beginning of the end for the Cardinals. That tie creates that spiral. They get a lower seed in the playoffs or whatever. Then they go and they lose to the Ducks again in the semifinals. Also embarrassing. But go to the next team. Next game after that initial Cardinals game, Flames forfeit. Yeah. Now the Flames, they see the Cardinals tie this team. They're like, okay, what's up? And then two players come onto the ice. So you're going to be like, are the Flames curious about the Ducks? Do they want to play the Ducks or do they just take the forfeit and go home? I think maybe they were relieved. And I think their their celebration whenever they are informed that the Ducks forfeit too is a little over the top. Like, Can you really be that like excited about getting handed a win? I mean, it's yeah. it's always fun to win, but it's more fun to play when you're at that age. I don't think I would, like, cheer if I was awarded a win by forfeit. Also, it would be something more like, I bet the ref would go in and, like, go tell the coach, hey, they just forfeited, why don't you inform your team? Not just like, oh, they forfeit, and then the kids go crazy in the bench. Like, yeah. Maybe that's poor coaching. Maybe the Flames are just super cocky. Or maybe the Flames just really wanted to get, get out of there and get to their fucking pizza. That's you know? true. They're like, fuck yeah, we're getting pizza because we won. And their coach is like, eh, technicality, guys. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) So the coach does not give them pizza? I I wouldn't. I mean, how are you going to reward them for not doing anything? 
Well, you reward them for showing up, which the ducks couldn't do. Oh, yeah. So maybe they could use it as a lesson. I bet you they scrimmage each other after. Yeah, like, yeah. They paid for that ice time. They're doing something. Okay. Yeah. Can we can we get to the real question here? What would the score be if Charlie and Fulton took on the entire team? Okay. So who are you putting in net though, or are you just gonna? Ooh. Well, Fulton, I guess. Yeah, he yeah. can't skate anyway. So you throw him in that. Give me a score. So Charlie's by himself, yeah. and he has to play the entire game. Yeah. I think what they try to do is you put Fulton in that, and Charlie is basically like a junior goalie where he just kind of stands next to it, and you just pray and pray and pray. So that you're just you're just hoping to keep the score. You as just low hope, as to, hope to get zero zero. Like you could maybe you could do it for like four minutes, but like. Eventually, I don't know. How many goals would be scored before Charlie started crying? Oh. Six. Six? Yeah. I mean, they'd all come in the first period. You figure they lose to the Ducks 17 nothing with the or the Hawks 17 to nothing with a full squad. Now, the Flames aren't as good as the Hawks, but they're still okay. So, with one player and a goalie who has not played goalie, that well, it depends on whether the Flames want to rub it in. Yeah, they're not the Hawks. They're not trying to rub it in. That's true. What? Okay, how about this? What would the score be if the Flames were allowed just two players out there? So it was two on two, basically. Well, I bet you they would probably have their real goalie in. But yeah. no, that's not allowed. Okay, so they have to put a real skater in? Yeah. Okay. So it's like like free freelance, two on two, no nobody in that. No, no. Street I mean, hockey, basically. But two on two. So, so you be, have that'd be tough. Are there any rules in terms of the net? Like just open net all open the time. Net. You don't have to like hit a post or anything like that. No, open net. Can you like? Oh, do you have to like shoot when you're close up? You can't just be like launching it from the other side. Yeah, because that would just get that would be a really boring game. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You have to be. I don't know. Like beyond the blue line to. Yeah. Okay. I Uh-oh. think I, I think we just it's like I mean. Did you, ever play, a, did you ever play the game NHL hits? Yeah. It was like blitz. Yeah. Or, yeah. It would be like that. Well, they Except had goalies in that game. Yeah, yeah. That would be a blast. Did you ever play that game? Yeah, game. I played hits, but Great. there's a like kind of like a pickup indoor soccer game. Like if there's only like two people, you can do one versus one, where it's like you you're the goalie and the attacker, but you can only go up to mid court. And so basically, you're trying to like go as far, far as you can and like kicking it, and then like eventually like you're gonna get caught out. And so it might be similar to that, except. You know, we'll have stipulations where you can't, you know, be shooting from your end of the court or the, the ice. So I think that'd be it'd be interesting to watch. It'd be super tiring. Yeah. You know, by the third period, they're just dead. Are the Flames allowed to change? Um. Yeah. Well, yeah I mean. Yeah. Okay. Then it's. I mean, considering it's Fulton's what second game. <laughs> yeah, and he can still barely skate. Yeah, he can barely skate. The Flames are better. The Flames are better. Just an overall team. Fulton probably has some pretty good stamina, though. Just Charlie know, hasn't football. learned the triple deke yet. Yeah, I bet you Charlie gets loose like a few times, but... I yeah, mean, he did have that breakaway against the Hawks somehow. Yeah. So, like, 24-2? No, nah, I don't I think would, it's that bad. I would say... Well, I mean, it's going to be a high-scoring game. I would say I would say something like... I bet you the Ducks get, like, five, maybe. I think they get more. I think it's something like 30-13. to 13. Okay. Yeah. I could see maybe that. Maybe more, maybe like, 30-18, to 18, really. I mean... Because also when you get into the, like, deep in the third, you're going to be putting, like, your worst two players in there. You're getting the carp of your team. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. Something to think about. Yeah. If you have any ideas, com. Contact us. All right. Moving on. Now, the Huskies game for the playoffs, really. Ducks beat the Huskies. They're in. Huskies need. 
Huskies are eliminated if they lose, basically. So they're not taking the Ducks lightly. But we have Banks in here. Do they know Banks is this ringer? Or is he just another player? I think he's got a pretty big rep in the league. Right? Oh, they know he's Banks. Be. This was probably, I mean, this was probably all over the papers, too, with Banks oh, going from uh, the Hawks to District 5, some stupid number. Yeah, so how do they, how do the Huskies approach this when you know the Ducks just awful, but they have Banks? Well, I think it was post- probably also tough to scout them because they have these new, they have several new players with Tommy and Tammy Duncan and Fulton. And it's like, yeah, they, they might know like Fulton, he's got like the, the big shot, whatever. And also they've probably heard of him from his football days. And so it's probably tough for the coach to create a good game plan. So he's probably playing like, okay, just play ultra defensive and we'll try and like, you know, kind of sneak sneak by, and because they're in with a tie, yeah. And so all they got to do is play for a tie, and that's a dangerous situation to be in as a team to like basically play for a tie. Yeah, like you know, to play not, not to lose. Exactly. Like that's you see so many teams lose that way because they have this mentality like all we have to do is you know not fuck up, and that make that leads to more mistakes and more mistakes, and especially when you're going into a situation where it's such an unknown. They have the win though if the kid just shoots the puck once he gets over the red line when he steals it from Fulton. Instead, he like skates in from the blue line, and Fulton's able to miraculously use his newfound skating to come back, <laughs> check him, and then deliver a shot for the win. So Huskies, yeah, they 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 hunker down, but one one play would have changed the entire game. They would have won. Ducks would not be they if the Huskies win. Just change his ducks trajectory. So if that kid oh. had just shot the puck at the net, yeah. If he hits the net, ducks lose. They don't make the playoffs. They're not the Minnesota Miracle Men. Does Gordon go back to being a lawyer? Tommy, I'm yeah. gonna bring something up. The kid is on Han's payroll. Oh, oh snap! It's fixed. Oh, the fix is in, folks. Okay. Okay, so he steals the puck just to make sure no one. I mean, that's risky though because. He steals the puck, and there's like eight seconds left. Well, I think it's the adrenaline too. It's like, and also it's a you know eleven year old. How much can you trust an eleven year old to fix a hockey game? <laughs> so he steals it, and then maybe he like glances up, and Han just like stares daggers into him. <laughs> and so he's skating. It's like, oh no! And then he probably hears Fulton chugging behind him. He's like, oh, okay. Oh. I Plus, can yeah, get. that would have to be pretty calculated and a pretty big leap of faith to think that Fulton could catch you and and you know. Yeah, and deliver a shot from yeah. like the red line and score. But hey. It, it How much could was he happen. paid? I bet you he was like pretty, uh, like a, pretty like handsome. Five pounds of gummy bears. I bet you he he shows up to school on Monday with some new like LA gear. Yeah, something like that. Drives up in like a one of those fake little cars. Power wheels for power, power wheels. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's but like slow. Or a go-kart. maybe a nice BMX bike, fucking go kart or something. Oh yeah, yeah. And his teammates like, where the hell did you get that go kart? He's like, my mom bought it for me. Isn't that what they always say? They're like my stepdad. My mom's new boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like there's easier ways to fix a game than have like an eight-second miracle play and then slow down and then Fulton hits a miracle shot. Well, he, you also got to remember that Hans is trying to set up this narrative. He's trying to squeeze as much as he can out of it, too. So yeah, he's he got to make sure the Ducks don't realize that. Okay. Okay, so he's setting this up. This is the beginning of his, like, Push for them to be the, become the Minnesota Miracle Men. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. That makes a little more sense. It does make a lot of sense, really, if you think about it. I'm still there, a little there weary. There are about very it. few holes in this theory. <laughs> still a little weary about it, but 
I can I can deal. So they go into the playoffs now. They got the Hornets. The Hornets. I mean, how do they approach this? Because you have you have the Ducks who are turning it around. They've got Banks now, which everybody knows. But they still just snuck into the playoffs. Lowest team to make the playoffs. So how do you uh, kind of deal with the two sides of it if you're the Hornets? I mean, I I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I don't think the scouting is in this league, at least for some of those teams, is you know up to snuff. So I think they're kind of in the same situation uh, that the Huskies were in. They, they don't really – it's kind of an unknown unless, I mean, maybe the coach talked to the Huskies coach was like, Hey, you know, got any pointers, but I think it's a very similar situation because they just don't know. They don't know what to expect except from banks just because of his reputation. But other than that, they're kind of going in blind too. And what's the turnaround as well? Like, is it a day, a week? That's a good question too. Cause if it's like two weeks between playoffs, you figure like Hornets would have a lot of time to kind of hunker down scout them but also i mean the ducks clearly are getting better each week and so yeah i figure they play i don't know one to two games a week maybe and then they just keep it going and there's no like break before the playoffs or anything like that so, so maybe the like the last game of the season against the huskies was like on a tuesday and they turn around and they play saturday afternoon or something like yeah. that. yeah yeah or maybe on a wednesday wednesday saturday yeah it just depends on when you got the ice time when you're slotted in there for the ice all right. Um, so, I, what was the final? Was it five to three? Yes. And so that that was the most goals that Ducks had ever scored in a game, wasn't it? Yeah. And so Hornets' defense has got to be terrible. So maybe they were one of those teams that just like try and score as many goals, but yeah, we're gonna give up a ton. And so maybe kind of that's when Goldberg really came into his own, stopping oh. this high-scoring team. Okay. I see. Now we established that just absolutely embarrassing law, or embarrassing tie for the cardinals in that first game but now that the ducks are turning around are the hornets as embarrassed as the cardinals being knocked out by the ducks in this first round i'd say so cuz that's probably that's the most lopsided win the ducks have ever had cuz they beat the huskies by one and then they uh and they only tied the cardinals and it's always a gut punch to lose to the lowest seeded team too yeah. yeah, Hornets probably had eyes of like, oh man, we can make a run to the championship and maybe knock off the Hawks. Because I bet you the Hornets have given the Hawks some good games since they do have that um, up-tempo style of play. Plus, I think, the, uh, well, I, I guess the Hornets were probably happy about the, the screwy playoff seating format that we've discussed <laughs> yeah. at, at length. And then maybe they got cocky about it too and just kind of, you know, overlooked the Ducks, looked past them. Uh, that's a good point. That's a good point. So... The Ducks go on, they beat the Cardinals in the semifinals, and then they beat the Hawks, and then they become Team USA. And they go in, they play Trinidad and Tobago 9-2, to Italy 11 to nothing. If you're those teams, you know you're outmanned, right? So what's your kind of approach? Are you just happy to be in the Junior Goodwill games? What's your approach when you play Team USA there? I think Trinidad and Tobago is just happy to be there. Oh, totally. Just hanging out. <laughs> they're going, the drums to, they're going to the sites, and then they're just kind of like showing up. Like, okay, well, I guess we'll go play a hockey game now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Two uh, non-traditional hockey powers there. Just Italy, 11 nothing. Jeez. Yeah. it's. Uh... That wasn't a game. That was a statement. <laughs> <laughs> I think Gordon said that after the first game, but still. Oh, really? Against, yeah, Trinidad and Tobago. So they go on and they play Germany, and this is the game Gordon doesn't show up for. 
So they have Michelle McKay, who comes into the coach. And now Germany, obviously, they got to know that Gordon Bombay is a coach. He's been, he's all over the newspapers. He's on the advertisements and whatnot. He's got this shoe that might be coming out. Yeah, the Air Bombay Loper. Now, when you see that, when you see Gordon not show up, one, why doesn't Germany somehow, I think we've talked about this before, but why doesn't Germany protest some rule about you know, coaching and whatnot? And two, do they just accept it just because they know, hey, USA is at disadvantage, we could take advantage of them. They smell blood. Okay. You know, they, they think this is their chance to go take out the big boys and... I mean, I, I I don't know I don't know that protesting does them any good, so I I don't know I think they smell blood. Yeah, I think that's true. But it is a, a good point. Like, why didn't the, they like kind of protest? Like, hey, that's not their coach, obviously. And the referee, I mean, how stupid is he? It's like, okay, that's obviously this woman is in the stands. <laughs> it's just because she like says one thing with a little bit of you know oomph. What are we waiting for? Ice to freeze. Let's play. It's like he should be like, okay, you're not the coach. Also, can we have a quick sidebar? Michelle McKay has spent all this time with this hockey team, and she has no fucking clue about the game at all. <laughs> like, how is that possible? How has she absorbed nothing? I guess she's supposed to like watch the game. She watches the games, but yeah, you figure like they would get a tutor for Team USA who knew a little something about what the kids were going through yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I feel like they'd want to get a tutor also who could relate things to hockey. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. You're just like if they're like reading a short story, be like, oh, okay, this is like when your teammate does this or whatever, or mm-hmm. this is like when you're pulling your goalie because you need to get a go- like goal at the last second. If Billy has 39 hockey pucks, <laughs> he gets four hockey. <laughs> yeah, so Germany, Germany knows Team USA is rolling here. They're rolling into the next round, and I believe the ref says if you don't have a coach, you have to forfeit. So if I'm Germany. I push for the forfeit, try to get my team a win. We're we're in the this isn't District Five, this isn't some youth league. This is a junior goodwill games. You got to get as many wins as possible there. They're a proud team. That's, they don't want to win. The by Germans forfeit. are are proud people too. Okay. They're hardworking, very industrious, and they want to get a. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah they want to prove that they can beat Team USA, they're and not, also they're real bitter about World War Two too. Still, I bet so. They want to. They've been carrying that with them. For a yeah, long time. a long time. The coach is probably some ex, um, like uh, he like probably grew up in like post like or in Reconstruction, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he knew like those you know freaking Americans, you know. And so he's been carrying that weight. He wants to prove to his ancestors that he can uh, he can beat the Americans. Plus, maybe the Hoff is in the stands. Oh, you know? that would make sense. Yeah, Los Angeles. They want to. They want to make him proud. Okay, I see, I could see that. So Gordon shows up to this game. He does the duck call, and he just hops on the bench, and everyone's okay with it. The ref's okay with it. <laughs> Germany's okay with it. Why isn't there more like pushback? The only people pushing back are really the Ducks. So if I'm Germany again, I'm like, how can that guy just show up in the middle of the game and hop on the bench? Also, I think we're uh, underestimating or overlooking the the fear that everybody has of Hans. You know, even in the Junior Goodwill games. Yeah. I mean, I think we've established he's got some pretty major pull. So they, they don't want to cross USA because they know Hans is behind him. Well, at this point, though, Hans is not in the country. Well, yeah, but his, his, his name rings out. Do you think maybe um, he's, like, perhaps in Germany and he's got ties to maybe this coach's family? Like, hey. Oh, wow. And so I might not be in America, <laughs> oh, but I'm man. here hanging out with your kids. And uh, you've got three. Maybe you only have two when you come back. The only, the only flaw with that is... 
did he anticipate Bombay not showing up to the game and needing this? He, he might have been watching it or something. He's probably been following it. He's probably like hangs goes to each country before each game. <laughs> he's, so he's in Trinidad and Tobago, and then he's in Italy, and then he's in Germany. Yeah, he knows he doesn't need to be in Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, he, he's probably there anyway to like go on the beach, yeah. have a margarita. And he's got Jan contacts feeding him information for his, for his business. Yeah, yeah. So it's possible. Okay, I like that. All right. So. Then we go to Canada. They beat Canada. It's just a newspaper headline. But, I mean, that's a big win. Canada, it's a huge win. Yeah. I feel like not enough is made of the U.S.'s win over. Probably, I mean, really the dominant power in international hockey. Maybe it was just a really, really down year for them. Okay. You know, maybe it was just a fluke year where they just aren't very good. Okay. And that's why a bigger deal isn't made out of it. Yeah, them. real inexperienced, but they're going to be real good like next cycle or something like yeah. that. Okay, so then they go and they play Russia, and uh, Russ Tyler, you know, scores the game. No, is this the same Russia team that beat Iceland? This is the same Russia team that beat Iceland. That's another win. Another pretty good hockey power in the international uh, arena for a long time. I've seen Miracle. <laughs> exactly. So you're, that's way back in 1980. So you're looking at another solid 14 years when this comes around. And as we established, Russia beat Iceland. It's a big win. Yeah, a lot of these kids are probably the kids of those of that of that USSR team. That's Ooh. a good point. That's deep. All right, yeah. So Ducks beat Russia, and you know, then we have the Iceland game, and Ducks are gold medal champs, and they're all over USA Today, and they go to Eden Hall. And their first game is against the Blake Bears. Blake Bears. The Blake Bears have to be shitting their pants, right? Oh, totally. They've they followed these kids their entire career, basically. They look up to them. Yeah. You know, it's it's like um when like uh the dream team plays like, I don't know, some like Lithuanian or not Lithuanian, they're pretty good. Like plays some like some random team playing Poland or something in uh, the Olympics, and everyone on the Poland team is just in awe of Team USA and asked to get Kobe's autograph after the game. It's like that. Either that or it's these kids are like, oh, we can take, we can beat the shit out of them. They're 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 nothing special, you know. So they, the Ducks or the Eden Hall Warriors at this point, uh, they have a huge target on their back, so they're gonna get everybody's best shot. And that's I a good know, point. You know, maybe they're maybe the Blake Bears are inspired by that, although it doesn't show up early. <laughs> oh yeah, nine nothing going into the third. Yeah, I think that's the real like underrated story of this whole. This whole series is the Blake Bears down nine nothing to what's essentially the gold medal champions, the best team in the world at their age group, and they come back in the third period for this miracle tie. Just I want to see a documentary about the Blake Bears in just that game because that's the greatest. Story that should be a thirty for thirty about that game. Exactly. Oh man, that would be awesome. It'd be so good. Exactly. You fit. What is the when the okay when the Blake Bears start coming back? Because you figure second period, they gotta realize okay we're done, man. But they start coming back. I mean, what's their reaction when they go and they tie this game at nine nine? I think oh, they celebrate like they just won the the fucking Stanley Cup. Yeah, you know? definitely. Especially because they get that like because Conway's about to ice the game like the. The puck like stops right before the line, and Blake Pierce comes up, scoops it up with like three seconds left. They go down and just score, and I mean they're going nuts. I bet you they're partying well into the night. And I mean, and if if this is like a 
I guess it's it's pretty early in the season, so it might not be. But if it was like a district game, like that could set them up to be in contention for the title. Oh yeah, you know. So I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it springboards them to have the best their best season ever. Or, you know, a, a, a miraculous season in their own right because we don't really find out what happens outside of Eden Hall. I wonder what the rematch is like the next year though, since like the Ducks are now all oh, confident yeah. again. Ducks. Won. Do you think they just like run all oh, over? Oh yeah. Them? Yeah. I bet you it was like nine nothing again going into third, and they score like another nine, make it eighteen nothing. <laughs> they just run it up. Yeah, yeah. The only thing there would be if the ducks are split up between yeah, that's, varsity that's a good and point. junior varsity at that point. Yeah, because it's still still a Blake Bears JV, I assume, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, yeah. So maybe it's not as big of a win because it's not the varsity doing that to Eden Hall's varsity. Well, this could be a since this is the first game of the season. It wouldn't surprise me if the Eden Hall JV did play varsity teams. Okay. Um, just before like district and things like that, maybe you know, just kind of to get them acclimated, because you got to figure that the Eden Hall JV historically is as good, if not better, than many varsity teams so, in the area. So maybe, uh, maybe the Blake Bears are like a lower class varsity team. Yeah, something like that. They might be. Um, and it, it's basically a tune-up for both both mm-hmm. teams. It's it's not district. And also, I mean, JV doesn't really have... Like, yeah, they have district games, but there's no playoffs or anything yeah. like that, so... Yeah, so would that still be as big of a comeback, big of a tie, if it, you're talking about varsity, some kids are who are four years older than the Ducks? Maybe they don't celebrate it as much. Maybe, you know, maybe pride comes into play there, but I don't know. I think it's still, like, a pretty big... Uh, Morale boosters, like, hey, we beat the Eden Hall JV, who was, or we tied them, which is basically a win, and like they probably get worked by Eden Hall every year or something like that. So, I don't know, it's a lot of stuff to ponder. So, yeah. if it was this JV, I mean, they're going nuts, and they probably have their best season ever, and maybe some of their players gets call, get called up midseason. If it was a varsity, I mean, we we've established that the the Ducks at that time or the Warriors, they really weren't where they needed to be, so. Maybe Blake kind of just kind of falls on its ass the rest of the way. Have you done your research and uh, figured out what the history of Blake is? I have not. But if you play for that Blake Bears team, I want to talk to you. So come find us at the quackattack.com or on Twitter at quackattackpod. Or you could even just go to iTunes, give us a five-star review, and put in the five-star review that you've played for the Blake Bears, and I'll find a way to track you down. I have, you know, sources and whatnot. So, yeah, that's it. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack.